0: I'm Elina Noor, and I'm the Director of Political and Security Affairs at the Asia Society Policy Institute, and I'm talking with...
1: Hi, I'm Derek Grossman. I'm a Senior Defense Analyst with Rand Corporation.
0: So, Derek, a lot of talk about U.S. uh, Vice President Kamala Harris's trip to Southeast Asia, particularly Singapore and Vietnam, and you've covered quite a bit on Vietnam. There was a lot of talk about a possibility of upgrading um, the comprehensive partnership between the two countries to a strategic partnership, but that, as we know, didn't pan out at the end of the day. Do you know what happened?
1: Yeah, thanks. So I've been following this pretty closely, and I had high hopes uh, that uh, the U.S. and Vietnam would uh, elevate their partnership from comprehensive to strategic. but. You know, we've seen this movie before, and the ending isn't good. And so, I think, uh, you know, I was disappointed. Um, uh, in addition to other folks who are, who are also uh, optimistic, but you know, the signals were definitely there. If you look at the Secretary of Defense's visit to Vietnam uh, late last month, uh, there was there was some talk about um, upgrading the partnership, uh, and you know, that that was kind of. I think, fed into some of the whispering about, you know, this uh, potentially taking place. Uh, But the reason why it didn't happen, I think, is pretty clear because Vietnam wants to maintain a more non-aligned policy. Uh, And in fact, before Vice President Harris arrived in Hanoi, um, the Vietnamese took it upon themselves to make an uh, 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 an unannounced meeting with Chinese counterparts to express Vietnam's position that it will remain non-aligned. Uh, so didn't happen this time, but I think in the future, if there is a higher level meeting, such as between you know, President Biden and General Secretary Trung or future leaders uh, at, the, at the top of their respective uh, systems, then I think that there's a better chance of it happening. Uh, but I wanted to throw it over to you and ask, so what did you think about Vice President uh, Vice President Harris's visit to Singapore and sort of the breadth and diversity of issues that were covered there.
0: Yeah, you know, I think um, on both her trips to Singapore and Vietnam, she covered mm-hmm. quite an impressive range of issues. You had her talking about supply chains and the climate crisis and cybersecurity in Singapore, which is reflective of Singapore's developed status, I guess, in the region. But then you also had her talk about some of the more um, realistic and urgent issues in the region, in Vietnam, with vaccines. And um, one of the things actually that stood out for me was the mention of a space partnership uh, in Vietnam. So I guess we'll we'll, um, keep an eye on how that develops. But I think um, from her Singapore trip, that went well, as well as it could have given the backdrop of Afghanistan. And it was very well received in the region. I think though that the litmus test will be over the next few months, possibly into the next year, uh, given the bombings that we saw in Afghanistan and how that will or will not distract the Biden administration away from Southeast Asia. Derek, you know we have just a couple of minutes left. I wonder if you could share some of your, I guess, top two takeaways from what to expect out of this trip moving forward with the East Asia Summit coming up.
1: Yeah, so I think one of the things that was very apparent was that you know there is continuity uh, in the Biden administration's approach. Uh, to you know, strengthen alliances and partnerships throughout the region. I mean, going back to the SecDef trip and also the Secretary of State's trip to Northeast Asia a few months ago. Now, I mean, and then of course to India also late last month. I mean, the 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 impression that the U.S. wants to leave on everyone is that we are staying in the Indo-Pacific and you can trust us. The problem, and I think this is the part two of your uh, question, is you know, uh, it's hard to. Get out of Afghanistan, uh, and it's tough to you know when you only have limited bandwidth to be able to really kind of focus on the region. And so I think the region is very jittery, uh, and you know it kind of remains to be seen whether the U.S. uh, has the the ability to compete with China uh, economically, diplomatically, and militarily in the region. Um, So yeah, and then so I wanted to give you the floor for the last question here. So. How are folks um, in the region, do you think, uh, uh, viewing the Biden administration's approach thus far?
0: I think it looks pretty good so far. Uh, The administration's off to a good start. There are echoes of the first Obama administration, though I'm sure things will be slightly different under this administration. As I mentioned, I think the region hopes to see this engagement sustained, particularly at this level. Uh, But uh, given recent developments, I think there's a realization that we might not be able to see that kind of intense um, engagement continue, depending on how Afghanistan and who knows other places, how they they pan out as well. So I think as a whole, uh, the the outlook is optimistic for continued U.S. engagement in the region. But then, you know, you have to remember the bar was very low after the last four years of the Trump administration. So I guess uh, we'll look to see how the East Asia Summit is attended and what level of participation there'll be.
1: Thanks.